For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. honor what a moment you know this is something i know all of my family and i will cherish forever i um almost must extend my sincere appreciation and gratitude for all the great for the committee that decided to do this uh, certainly in the fans and our uk family that we always felt part of and this great group of young men that we had the great fortune to to coach over the years for those 10 years that we were here but a lot of you all don't remember I was here for two years prior to coming back as a head coach. So I'm really, um, it's exciting to be back here. This is the first time we've been back here and since we left. And to receive this type of welcome is just is heart, heartwarming. And thank you so much. You know, we tried to give as much as we could, not just to the game of basketball, but wherever we coached and wherever we stopped and always tell my players, the more you give, the more you get. And too much is given, much is required. And so I hope we've lived by that creed and that code. But again, thank you for this tremendous honor. I am humbled and I am blessed. God bless you. Hope you had a Merry Christmas. Have a great New Year. Thank you. What a weekend, what a weekend, what a weekend. Welcome into another episode of Believe in Kentucky. My name is Vinny Hardy, and what a way to start this episode. What a way to start this weekend. I said it already three times. What a weekend, what a weekend, what a weekend. It kicked off Friday morning before noon with the Tubby Smith Jersey ceremony. Got his jersey up in the Raptors Erupt Arena where it rightfully belonged. High Point came in and played Kentucky Friday afternoon. Uh, Tubby got his flowers before the game and deservedly so. Been a long time coming. Probably should have happened sooner. Glad to see that they were able to, to honor Tubby and give him that recognition that he so deserved. Um, Donna, his classy, graceful wife who hadn't changed a bit, was the why. You know, that tradition that everybody knows, especially Kentucky fans, uh, get to come out on the floor during one of the breaks in the action uh, and be the why in Kentucky. Donna got to be the why. Um, been together 46, 47 years. She hadn't changed a bit. 
And they both did so much for Kentucky while they were there. They both still love Kentucky. Oh, Tubby was there as an assistant, as he mentioned, uh, under Rick Pitino. Uh, was the head coach of Georgia when Rick Pitino left for the Boston Celtics. Tubby is hired uh, to be the coach of the Kentucky Wildcats and immediately wins a national championship. Uh, there were still some who weren't really thrilled that he was there as the coach. There was a, a lot in the fan base um, that were like, eh, skeptical and worse uh, as far as their thoughts on the hire. Talk with former players about that. And so Tubby winning that title, that squashed all of the why is he here? Why is he the coach? So it was, I've said it before, it was the best thing for Tubby and the worst thing for Tubby for winning that title. It immediately squashed all of the negativity surrounding him being hired. But then it set the bar so high, you could only go downhill from there. And there were still a lot of great teams, a lot of good seasons left. They weren't able to quite get back to the Final Four to duplicate it and win another title. Had some great teams. Uh, 0-1, 0-3. Had some good runs to the Elite Eight. And a bounce here, a bounce there, get to another Final Four or two. His time overall is probably perceived in an entirely different way. Uh, and that's, you hate to see that and you hate to say that, but that is kind of the way uh, it's thought of. But look, he had 10 good years here. And as many have said and, and accurately said, as great of a coach as he is, he's a much, much better person to the point that you you almost forget how good of a coach he is because he's such a great human being, a true gentleman, a class guy. Uh, you heard a lot of people reminiscing about things he had done for their grandparents and helping them get tickets and making sure they were able to get to Rupp Arena during his time there as the Kentucky coach with all the things he was trying to oversee and how hard that job is and the stress that comes with that. But he was still down to earth, still genuine, didn't have that air that I'm better than anybody else. Uh, so many good memories that were brought back uh, with everything surrounding Tubby coming back home. You had the dinner with his former players Friday night. A lot of pictures, a lot of stories coming back from that. A lot of guys came back in. You saw Wayne Turner, um, Cameron Mills, who we had on this podcast, Jeff Shepard, a lot of guys from those, uh, the championship team, a lot of former players were able to come back and, and show their love and appreciation for Coach Smith and how much they uh, still to this day use a lot of things he taught them. Uh, Chuck Hayes, who's one of the most beloved Kentucky Wildcats ever, still talks about how he uses Tubbyisms when talking with you know, his kids now. You know, those things that Tubby taught have stuck with them going on 20, 25 years later. So just a wonderful, wonderful way to start the weekend. Good to see, I mentioned Donna, good to see Saul and Gigi and, and Tubby's family, his grandkids all there. Uh, so credit to UK, Mitch Barnhart, scheduling High Point, 
bringing Tubby in. They announced it way in advance. You knew this was going to finally be coming on December the 31st. Uh, glad to see a good crowd at Rupp Arena because I knew a lot of the fan base was in Orlando uh, for the Citrus Bowl game against Iowa. We'll talk about that as well. But cool to see Tubby get recognized. You could tell he was really touched by it. He enjoyed it. Continue to talk about savoring that moment. Um, those comments in his post-game presser, you know, savoring it and enjoying it. And they really did. Uh, Kentucky uh, went all out to honor and recognize him. Uh, Kentucky won the game 92-48. to High point was, was not a, a really, really good team. And Kentucky was just, you know, too much for them. They overwhelmed them. Um, high point, I think, had went with toe-to-toe with Michigan State the game before. Uh, right, right there, tied or up one down one at the half. So, um, you know, they got some players, but, you know, Kentucky shot the lights out. Kellen Grady was on fire, had seven threes by himself. Uh, Kentucky tops the 90-point potential, 90-point plateau once again. Um, they're starting to roll and really click offensively, and they they overwhelmed high point. Like Tubby said, if they shoot like that, you know, they'll, they're going to be trouble, going to beat a lot of teams and have a, a season more like what everybody expects when you talk about Kentucky basketball. The the post game, I liked hearing Tata Washington's comments in the the post game when he he did his media session because he was <laughs> he was being honest and look Tubby was the coach from '98 to '07. So Tata is like 20 years old now, so he's five or six in kindergarten, first grade when Tubby is leaving Kentucky, and they ask him if if he knew uh the history of some of the guys up in the rafters who'd had their jerseys retired he's like no honestly i don't and there's no way he could uh just really let you once again re-realize how young these guys are you know he knew who tubby was he knows what tubby did but as far as everybody else that's got their Jerseys in the Raptors are up. You know, I, I don't know what they did, but I know they set a standard, and we're trying to reach that standard. We're trying to maintain that standard. I know they're important. You have to be really special to be up there. He's aware of that. Don't know what they did individually as far as, you know, who did what, who scored what, who did these stats, who coached these teams, but. They're up there for a reason. So he was cognizant of that. So it was it was just, in my opinion, refreshing hearing the young fella give his thoughts on um, the history of Kentucky as he's learning it and, and, you know, getting acclimated in his first year uh, as a freshman here at the University of Kentucky. Got a tough game coming up Tuesday. He stepped out of conference play to – Play high point. You got your first conference W against Missouri. Uh, another blowout win, 83-56. They're one of the worst teams in the league. You play high point, and so you're kind of back in that tune-up mode on the schedule. And <laughs> We saw so many of those games after Duke and before Notre Dame. But now you're, 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 you're back into the the deep end of the pool, as Tom Leach likes to say, and you have 
your second true road game. You went to South Bend to play Notre Dame. Now it's down to Baton Rouge to play LSU, you know, kind of following Brian Kelly around. And you play LSU Tuesday at 7, and you catch them. They're 12-1. and one. Catch them coming off of a loss to Auburn. So they're already 0-1 in the league. You know they don't want to drop to 0-2 in the league. So this is going to be it was going to be tough anyway. It's really going to be a tough challenge for Kentucky. Can this offense travel? Going to face a long athletic team, a team that's got that bad taste of losing already to Auburn, uh, still fresh on their minds. So Kentucky's going to have to really, uh, and, you know, go as has always been the case. You know, going to be everybody's Super Bowl, Cal says it, but that's really what the situation really is. Going in, facing a tough LSU team, coming off of a loss. Their gym is going to be full of fans. That PMAC is a tough place to play. So Tuesday night, Kentucky's going to have their hands full of LSU and going to be an interesting test. We'll see how they hold up and face the challenge. But a wonderful weekend starting off with Tubby like we talked about. You flip on over to Saturday, and you have the Citrus Bowl back in the friendly confines of Orlando, just down there a couple years ago playing Penn State. Uh, Capped off that 9-3 season with a win over Penn State, 27-24. Will Levis, Kentucky's current quarterback, was a freshman on that team. Josh Allen and Benny Snell set the tone for Kentucky. Benny Snell passed Sonny Smith, became Kentucky's all-time rusher uh, that day down in Orlando. Fast forward, Kentucky's going 9-3 and three again. Get another Big Ten opponent. This time it was the Iowa Hawkeyes, and it was that NCAA tournament kind of storyline when, you know, we've seen Kentucky play Northern Kentucky. We've seen them play Eastern. You see all these storylines. You, you see, you know, um, like Louisville playing, you know, Minnesota or things like that. You know, they, they get all the storylines. They say they don't do that, but they they match it up, you know, whatever kind of story they can do. Same thing happened with this bowl game. You had Kentucky playing Iowa, Mark Stoops against his alma mater. Both teams started 6-0. and uh, we're having good seasons. Had a few hiccups in the midway points of their seasons. Iowa lost a couple in a row. You know, dropped to six and two, and then reeled off four in a row to get to ten and two in the regular season. Kentucky got to six and zero, oh, lost three in a row, won their final three to go nine and three in the regular season. Iowa won their division in the Big Ten, the Western Division. Played Michigan in the East. Uh, suffered a, a big loss there. And so they came in at 10 and 3, Kentucky 9 and 3. And the whole thing, just hold on to the ball for Kentucky. If you hold on to the ball, play a clean game, they should be okay. Because Iowa was, you know, big on defense, big on takeaways, big on special teams. Offense, kind of anemic. And then their best back opted out, Tyler Goodson. So it's kind of thinking, oh, it's a pretty good for Kentucky. But, like Mark Stoops said, he knew it was going to be a 60-minute game, and that's exactly what happened. Kentucky pulled out the win 20-17, to jumped on them, started out, you know, got up 
know, 13 to, to three, forced a three and out, drove right down the field and scored up seven nothing, kicked off the Iowa and pinned them back deep. And you're like, wow, this is the Hollywood perfect storybook start to this game. But in building on that touchdown, they were able, only able to get some field goals. You see them getting 10 points, then they have 13 points. You're like, oh, it'd be nice to have some touchdowns. Is it going to come back to bite them? And there were chances to knock Iowa out or really separate even more, uh, but weren't able to cash in and get touchdowns in the red zone. So the 13 to 3 lead became. Uh, a a 17-13 deficit. You know, Iowa came out and, and, and started to ratchet up their run game and uh, started to kind of tighten things up defensively. And it was a struggle on both sides of the ball. Is Kentucky going to be able to have enough in the tank to slow them down defensively to stop this run game? Um, is Kentucky going to be able to have enough offensively to get back in this game? Because they were, uh, you know, struggles on both sides. You had some guys out and it showed, you know, Stoops talked about in his post game, uh, inexperience kind of playing a role. And if you look at all the guys that were out, just looking at this tweet from Justin Rowland, uh, he said that this game was so important as to how we remember this team. Just listen to all the guys that Kentucky ended up playing without. None of them opted out, but due to either injuries or COVID protocols, they ended up having to play without J.J. Weaver, Eli Cox, Josh Paschal, Isaiah Epps, Josh Ali, Kavassier Smoke, Darren Rosenthal, um, Marcus Bimbry, and uh, Wallace was out too, and uh, Trevor Wallace. And Jacquez Jones, all of those guys were out. And we talked all season long about how Stoops hit home runs in the transfer portal in the in the form of Darryl Rosenthal, Jacquez Jones, Will Levis, Rondell Robinson. And you had two of those guys out. Jacquez Jones was out. Darryl Rosenthal was out. And you see how important protecting that blind side is. Uh, Kenneth Horsey had made some plays in the run game a few times and, you know, kind of caved in that right side of the Iowa defensive line on some running plays. But out there in space, they were kind of able to take advantage of him and and get some sacks. Um, Those edge rushers were kind of getting around him. Because, look, he's played guard. Now he's stepping out to play tackle, and it's just a different world. You slide over one spot, but it's it's kind of like moving from a coordinator to a coach. You move over one seat, and it's, it's woo, totally different world. You move over from guard to tackle, and, ooh, these big run stopper guys are a little bit different when you step out to place those, to play those uh, edge rusher type guys. So that was kind of proven to be problematic. And we, we saw the big blue wall you know, have a, a rough day. You know, Levis was sacked six, seven times, and we, we hadn't been accustomed to seeing you know, struggles like that. 
but you know had to shuffle guys and and move guys around and um they were they were struggling it was it was a struggle and Iowa was good there was a, there was a good team over there a quality opponent as we've come to expect from them each and every year so you had that going on offensively the struggles with the offensive line and then you had the guys out defensively Josh Pascal out on the defensive line uh Jaquez Jones I was kind of cranking that running game up, and then you could see Kentucky kind of wearing down on both sides, struggling on both sides. And when it was looking kind of bleak, you you saw Wondell and Will kind of step up and were able to get it going. You know, uh, the third and 26, <laughs> Wondell makes a heck of a catch there. Um, the, the third down conversion prior to the – Big explosive play that he got down to the one yard line for the game winning touchdown. Eventually, they overcame the false start, and Chris Rodriguez punches it in to give Kentucky the lead again, 20 to 17. Uh, Chris Rodriguez had a strong game, had a rushing touchdown, had a receiving touchdown. DeAndre Square seals the deal with the game ending interception after he was hurt and ruled out. And didn't think he would be able to go back in the ball game. But we talked about how thin they were at linebacker. I mean, Jones was already out. Wallace is already out. Square goes back in. Uh, you get the blitz off the edge there, and they they hit the quarterback as he's throwing. Square is able to get the pick to seal the deal for the 2017 victory. Four straight bowl wins for Kentucky. The only other team that's done that is Alabama. Kentucky and Alabama, four straight bowl victories. Uh, that 2018 class went 4-0 and with the four straight bowl games, won all of them. Um, Square ends the game on the same field there in Orlando where his good friend Chris Oates scooped up the fumble against Penn State. It was good to see Chris Oates there. We know he... Suffered the stroke and the struggles and how his life has been so adversely affected from that. It was good to see him there. We saw him taking pictures and being there with the guys, how much inspiration he provided for them. Uh, even in that moment, DeAndre Square says, you like, I think about, you know, Chris Oates and I, I'm in pain, but I can't stop. I can't not go back out there. Look what he's been through. So things like that pushed the guys. Uh, even in that moment uh, against Iowa in the bowl game. So it was just an amazing weekend. You, you start off with the Tubby Smith ceremony. You get to the bowl game, and it's just just sometimes you have those weekends like that. Sometimes it's, you know, sport, the games overlap, the sports are overlapping, and you get big wins and great memorable events. Uh, from both sides, and that's one this weekend proved to be as you started off um, 2022. Everything just worked out really, really well. So the momentum now continues to carry on for Kentucky football. Uh, recruiting is already continue to be at a high level. That will just continue to carry on into the spring the excitement will continue to build 
Um, these young guys now will come in with the culture very much established. Uh, will Levis is coming back, and that's the same thing they talked about, getting these young guys in to see if we're, if we're going to get on this next level. They're going to have to come in and see how we do and help us continue to build, help us continue to hold, to hold the position that they have in the East, but continue to try to climb and you know close that gap with Georgia. Uh, you see these other teams, Tennessee and Florida, which you got to hold a position where you have and then continue to try to climb and set your sights on the top of the mountain where Georgia is. And we see Georgia and Alabama playing for a national championship um, next week. So, John Summerall, we, uh, we talked about how still having to wrap our heads around when Kentucky has players and has, excuse me, other schools want to come after coaches. We've seen Ms. Merrill be the object uh, of affection from Michigan State and, and different schools to try to come after him. Uh, Stoops' name came up at various different times, um, and he decided to stay. But John Summerall did take the job as the head coach at Troy, but he came back to coach the bowl game, coach the linebackers, and we saw his emotional press conference when talking about John Slarman when he first had his introductory press conference at Troy. Then you flip to him talking Saturday about how, why he came back to coach a guy like DeAndre Square, to see him make a play like that, to see him call game on an interception against Iowa. He said that made his year. And look how emotional he was and, and how heartfelt he was in saying that. So we, of course, hate to see Coach Summerall leave, but you definitely are um, going to be rooting for him, you know, when he goes down to Troy and hopefully he has that program humming and clicking on all cylinders. And, you know, down the road, you never know, Coach Summerall might be back uh, coaching Kentucky as well. But just a, a fun, fun, enjoyable couple of days. Um, you just, you just, just fun when it works out like that, you know. So congratulations again to Tubby Smith. Congratulations to Kentucky football on the bowl victory. Hope Kentucky can handle their business in Baton Rouge on Tuesday. But just hope everybody just took time to, to savor it all, like Tubby Smith did. Just savor it as that Friday, Saturday. You know, um, double dip of, of just great, enjoyable days. Hope y'all enjoyed them. Wherever you watched the bowl game, hope you had fun. Wherever you were, or if you were in Rupp Arena for Tubby Ceremony, hope you enjoyed it. If you were down in Orlando, hope you had fun and enjoyed it because it was, it was a fun couple of days. And it's fun when it plays out like that. So, it was also fun to recap it here on this episode of the podcast. Hope you enjoyed listening to it. I didn't say it at the beginning, but you can hit every single episode. Hear every single episode on Believe.com. Go straight to the site uh, or wherever you get your podcast. Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, um, <clears throat> any place you get podcasts, it's going to be there. 
Also, shout out to our friends at La Terrain Watches. Didn't talk about them as well, but we talked about them all through 2020 and 2021. I'll talk about them in 2022 as well. L-A- we had Dave Maggio, the owner on go to lotterrain.com. Get yourself a nice timepiece for men, for women, they have accessories, different types of bands, different types of styles, the Atlas, the Red Crest, whatever you like, go on there and get it. It is not ridiculously expensive, but it is wonderfully made. And no matter what the occasion, casual, formal, you need to have a nice timepiece on your wrist. Go to La Terrain and check them out. Tell them you heard about them on the Believe in Kentucky podcast. Also, you can hear this podcast on a sea of blue. Jason Markman and the fellas put every episode up on their site. So if you miss it on Believe.com, go to a sea of blue.com and you can catch every episode there as well. We always appreciate them doing that. And appreciate y'all taking the time to listen to Believe in Kentucky. And when we have guests, you can also go to Believe uh, Podcast YouTube channel and you can watch the episode as well as listen. So whatever you like to do, do it either way. So appreciate y'all taking the time to check it out. Again, my name is Vinny Hardy. We'll see y'all next time on another episode of Believe in Kentucky. Everybody take care now. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.